Welcome back to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. I'm Carl Brown. My hope is that through this podcast I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or you can share consolation with others. Today begins a series on the Eucharist, and I had originally intended this to be a companion to the book Something You Can Count On, which is a book about the Seven Stars of the Rosary. The book on the Eucharist that I had envisioned would be called Something You Can Chew On. So let's, let's just go with it. It's Something You Can Chew On. This episode is looking at the First Covenant. This podcast is sponsored by Our Lady of Kibejo, Kibejo, Rwanda, the site of the most recent major church-approved apparitions of Our Blessed Mother. Something you need to look into. I've shared about Our Lady of Rwanda, Our Lady of Kibejo many times. Please look into that. The first seven episodes of this podcast are full seven sorrows rosaries, each with a different set of intentions. Okay, let's pray to the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Lord, help me to say only what you want me to say, and help me forget what you don't want me to say. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first covenant tells us about the Eucharist. Each of the, the Old Testament covenants tell us about the Eucharist. We're going to go through them one by one. Today we're looking at Adam and the Tree of Life. We're going back to the Garden of Eden together. Here is where God's plan for mankind began. How can we know anything about the Eucharist from this? What does this teach us about the Eucharist? We can see that Jesus has promised to us as one who will undo what the serpent did. God says that he will put enmity or deep-seated hatred between the woman and the serpent and that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. So we know that the New Testament or the New Covenant was in the mind of God at the beginning. So what can we learn about the Eucharist from the Garden of Eden? We take so many things for granted after hearing the story of the fall so many times. We can be tempted to skim through this passage because we've heard it so many times. We might be tempted to dismiss it as irrelevant. But let's go back and see what we can learn about the Eucharist. It's interesting to note that when God sets Adam and Eve on their way out of the garden, he stations an angel to guard the garden. So angels were present in the beginning, and there are many things that set us apart from angels. They are spirits without bodies. We are spirits with bodies. Because we have bodies, we can do some things which angels can't, such as walking or running. And we need to do some things which angels don't need to do, such as breathing, eating, and sleeping. Angels have no need for any of these things. So isn't it interesting that we see these things in the garden? God breathes life into Adam, 
Adam walks with God, God puts Adam into a deep sleep, and God gives food to Adam and Eve. God gives Adam and Eve all kinds of fruits and vegetables. Adam and Eve are free to eat of any tree in the garden, but it is only one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that they cannot eat from. So here we have to stop and look at the name of this tree. We call it the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but I think we miss something in the translation. In English, the word knowledge can have multiple meanings, but there's not enough diversity in our vocabulary to show the distinction. Several other languages have two words for knowledge in order to distinguish between learning something and knowing something from experience. In Spanish, for example, the word saber means to know in the sense that we know facts. By contrast, the word conocer means to know more as a familiarity. Just recently, I was in a restaurant and I asked the waitress about a specific meal. She told me all about it. Then I asked if she liked it. And she said, I've never had it before. She knew about that item on the menu, but she had never experienced that meal. So when we look at the story in Genesis and this tree, we call it the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but it might be better to call it the tree of the experience of good and evil. This makes more sense to me because as soon as Adam and Eve ate from the tree, they had an experience, but they didn't necessarily gain any knowledge, in my view. Looking around the garden, there are many trees there. What is there besides the tree of the experience of good and evil? There, there must be a fig tree because Adam and Eve make clothes out of fig leaves to hide their shame in verse 7 of chapter 3, but do you remember any other trees in the garden? I was probably in my 20s before I even realized that there was a tree of life in the garden. No other trees are named, so it must be important. It's almost as though Adam and Eve were given a choice. Here are two trees. Which will you choose? But they weren't given a choice. They were given a command not to eat of the tree of the experience of good and evil. Isn't it interesting then that they were warned that they would die if they ate from one tree, but we aren't told that they would live if they ate from the tree of life. But clearly they would. The serpent was very cunning in leading them to think they wouldn't die if they neglected the tree of life but instead disobeyed God. Imagine the envy of this serpent who is somehow embodied, but we know is the devil, so we know it's a spirit who doesn't walk, doesn't sleep, doesn't eat. This brings a good question. Once they ate from the wrong tree, why didn't they go eat from the right tree, the tree of life? And this is what God was trying to prevent in verse 22, when he said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, what is to stop him from reaching out his hand and taking also the tree of life and eat and live forever?
God's solution was to banish Adam and Eve from the garden. He then placed a cherubim with a fiery sword to guard the way to the tree of life. It's through the resurrection that Jesus shows us the way to the tree of life. It's Jesus who opens the gates to paradise and gives us a chance to eat from the tree of life because Jesus is the Eucharist. Jesus is the tree of life. Jesus is the fruit of the womb of the woman. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus redeems us from the death that the serpent wanted us to experience. In the Eucharist, we are restored to paradise, where we can walk with God, where we can be forgiven of our sins, where we can be free from shame and be restored. Jesus, may we have this bread of life, this tree of life always. This is the lesson that the Eucharist is the tree of life. Psalm 78 says, God rained manna upon them for food. Grain from heaven he gave them. And in the book of Revelation, Jesus says, To the victor I will give the right to eat from the tree of life that is in the garden of God. The Eucharist is the tree of life. Let's not forget this first covenant with Adam. Let's not forget that Jesus in the Eucharist is the tree of life. Let us hunger for this Eucharist, this tree of life, always. Don't miss my next episode where we're going to go to the next covenant in the Old Testament and unpack what we can learn from, from these covenants about the Eucharist. Thanks for joining me in this podcast today. I'm Carl Brown. This is the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? You can email me your prayer requests at carl at everybodysuffers.com. And even if you don't email me your prayer requests, I'm going to pray for you every day, the Seven Stars Rosary. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or you can share consolation with others. Our Lady of Kibejo, pray for us. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. God bless you. Have a great day.